0: SDs? SDs. One, two, three? I don't know shit about (laughs) fuck. I like sucking. Come on, man. Legit.
1: Welcome back to Legit Bat Podcast, everybody. Um, we have uh, Corey and Chris on from, what was their... Forbidden Knowledge Forbidden. I knew, I knew that's what it was, and I for some reason I had a blank like, oh, that's the wrong one.
0: We had to blow the I, intro, Ben.
1: I, I know. I was thinking Union of the Undead, <laughs> and then I was like, no, that's the last one. Anyway. No, it's uh, we not have even Corey called that. No, on. that's
0: wrong also, but that's fine. Keep going.
1: I know that that one's wrong. That's what I was saying is I knew that that was wrong.
0: <laughs> okay. Ooh. It's Union of the Unwanted Anyway,
2: welcome oh, to Legit Bad <laughs> um,
1: Anyway So we had Chris and Corey on from Forbidden Knowledge And uh, we went over More of the JFK stuff um, Which you guys should listen to And we had also gone over before In slightly larger detail and timeline And uh, that never got sent out Because it never got recorded So this time We went into kind of more of a broad spectrum thing you guys will like it and then we went backwards in history we went to today's timeline but we closed it out with some more jfk stuff it's actually kind
2: guys- of a uh yeah it's kind of a conspiracy 101 we touched on so much different shit i mean we went yeah. all over the place I, actually I love it
0: like that that we didn't record the last one because i think this one went way better and it tied everything yeah. into what's going on now a little bit but he still went super in depth with the holocaust and world war Two, jfk it was uh, pretty great no
2: i thought yeah. that was great when you mentioned it at the beginning i was like oh this is a perfect teaser for forbidden knowledge NewsCon. Yeah. if you want to catch it on yeah. rock fan
0: it worked out
2: yeah
1: yeah enjoy it uh and if you guys uh get a chance go follow them they're on all of the major platforms forbidden knowledge podcast uh enjoy... forbidden knowledge news? yeah there's a Is it, okay, forbidden knowledge means, I'm fucking all up (laughs) Fuck off and enjoy the episode Later
2: What do you guys want to talk about? You got anything in mind or you want to try to do a a JFK redo? (laughs) It might be that left um. Well, um, hmm. <laughs> hmm.
3: Um, I'm hesitant because um, I've been like today all day. I've been working on my presentation for Forbidden Knowledge NewsCon, and it's all Kennedy.
2: Oh, nice. And it's got a
3: lot of fucking. It's got a lot of good stuff in there. Oh my god, fuck. It's crazy because like I think I have a pretty good idea shit, and then as I'm just putting together my notes in a timeline. I catch things and I'm like, wait a minute, hang on a sec. And then I flipped to my other notes and I'm like, okay. So right now I'm working on, um, I'm doing it, the timeline and I'm trying to get it as detailed and relevant as possible. Are you recording this part of the show?
2: I just started recording when we made the call. Uh, yeah. I usually just find okay, a cool. spot to, cool. yeah.
3: All right. No, that's fine. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so at around 1240, um, allegedly, Oswald runs out of the side. Well, Oswald allegedly fled in a bus and then a taxi. All right. First time in history, everyone fu- anyone fled from an assassination in public transportation. So um, but he didn't really do that. That's all myth. Um, so allegedly, uh, a couple of people see Oswald run out of the side of the Texas School Book Depository at 1240. He runs down the hill. He gets in a, a light colored station wagon. It's actually a green station wagon, but it's a light green station wagon with a Husky Latino. Um, and they drive out of um, Dealey Plaza. So what I'm on now is there is a uh, laundromat in Oak Cliff right up the road from where J.D. Tippett gets shot. And uh, there's not a real good time estimate, but I kind of narrowed it down to 1250 to one o'clock. A white male who looks like Oswald shows up in a light colored station wagon and he makes a phone call and talks in Spanish to some guy. I'm like, okay, duh. That was William Seymour, because it wasn't Oswald who ran out the building. It was William Seymour who ran out the building. But I'm going to get down to all that in Forbidden Knowledge NewsCon. Con. So, but yeah, that's what I've been working on. And um, I caught a bunch of things that I hadn't caught just today in that little encounter within, at the laundromat that I have to uh, still flesh out. So,
1: Corey, yeah. <laughs> that, uh, that thing that you're doing it at uh, NewsCon is, is that something that people can readily uh, get and listen to? It's going to be on
3: Rockfin. It's a Rockfin uh, premium it. exclusive. Um, we nice. were going to do it on our own, like we did last year, um, and um, we decided that Rockfin's a lot easier, and it gives a lot more people access because it's only ten bucks a month, and then it gives them incentive to stay subscribed because there's so much other good content on there. You know,
4: yeah.
2: Rockfin's
3: great. If you're not on Rockfin, we can connect you to them. They're
2: they're great. That would be awesome. Actually, we I sent them a I tried to sign up on their website, and I just never heard back. So I, I assumed they were yeah, like, nah.
3: It's kind of invite only, uh, referral, just and you have to
2: then get yeah, in touch with who to He's
4: getting in touch with who? Uh, Jamie, he's uh, one of the guys at Rockfan. I get in touch with him, and he'll email. You.
2: Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome. It, oh, yeah, it like they on, wanted. Uh, if you want like JFK
3: stuff, we can we can do that, and just you can just ask me whatever questions you want.
4: I'm down for whatever. Down whatever down you guys down. want to talk. about.
2: Yeah. Well, yes, if you don't want uh, to give away too much of your uh, premium uh, content for NewsCon, then we can do something. <laughs> yeah,
0: else. I don't want to have like spoilers uh, well, on the show or
3: anything. You know, I, no, no, I, I know what to talk about and what not to. Um, I can tell, I, I can talk about most of it, but I'm doing it. The, the timeline is great though because it really it's um, people are going to be fucking blown away when they when they see this this presentation. Well, that's all this shit's going to fall into place. It's all going to click. I'm connecting so many dots. It's it's, it's great. People are going to well, love it. That's, that's perfect because exactly what we talked be...
1: about last time when we talked about this was how the timeline is what shows you if you're looking at a timeline it shows you how these different events, quote unquote, you know, theoretical and also, you know, 100% evident, it just kind of pieces it all together where you see this day by day play of exactly how it actually rolled out. Uh, that was part of what I really enjoyed last time was the fact that you kind of spelled out and we went all the way back, obviously, to the 1800s and the summit and everything that kind of played into World War II prior and setting the stage. And I think it was 1947 uh, was the big committee or uh, when they passed. Um, I can't remember the name of it uh, when everybody got together after World War II and they were talking about doing all of the shit. I mean tough. all the intelligence stuff yes that's what i was thinking of yeah
3: so in uh, 1945 um there was a you know they they, they cut the deal with reinhard galen which is really the uh, the underpinning event of the 20th century right it defined the second half of the 20th century um they quickly dissolved the oss after the war because they wanted it to seem like uh we don't need this we're in, we don't run peacetime time right But really what they were doing was they had taken Reinhard Galen and a bunch of his uh, high level Nazi generals down to South America and they trained a whole bunch of guys. And from there, they developed, you know, the 17 intelligence system, the agencies, the uh, NATO, they developed all the all the things that would comprise the modern day security state today. Um, I think it's hilarious that the BND, which was like the German intelligence starting in '47. It was staffed by the same fucking people who ran it under the Nazis. Like Reinhard Galen put all of his Nazi Nazi guys who were running intelligence before into the BND in 47. So Germans intelligence post 47 was like straight from the Reich.
1: I was gonna say, all it is is adding <laughs> adding that new uh that new label across something to give it a, a new feel, and everybody just kind of forgets what those people were a part of prior to that. Now those yeah. 17 those 17 intelligence agencies, that's global, correct? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, individual countries—you know, France, Germany, uh, all over. A couple in South America, a couple in Europe.
1: And ours was the CIA, correct? Correct.
3: Um, yeah. Well, back God, then it was the OSS, right? What? Yeah, the OSS was from forty-one. Well, yeah, forty-one to uh, technically forty-two, but really forty-one to forty-five. Uh, it was originally the Office of the Coordinator of Information, and you'll see a lot of the stuff, a lot of the documents um, that you read that are in the OSS like folders, right? They're, they're from the office of the coordinator of information. They didn't really become the, um, the OSS. So I believe may of 42 technically on paper, but really it was the same damn organization. They just changed their name.
2: Is that, do you think but that's yeah, the they, only that was difference a busy, between them? I, I, I always wondered so that if, when they changed from the OSS to the CIA, if anything actually changed or if they were just doing a rebrand.
3: Yeah, oh no, it was, it was completely different. Um, the oss
2: had a section
3: uh devoted devoted mostly to like guerrilla warfare right so in world war ii they had the invasion of north africa and like the oss kind of headed that up and then they kind of realized like we don't want to fucking do this <laughs> you know let's just use like the navy seals or whatever and so that's what the cia does right they don't have i mean i'm sure the cia has teams that'll raid your fucking house and stuff like that but um they just use uh green rays army stuff like that they have a, they have specially trained tactical teams for that
1: They absolutely do. Yeah, actually, our neighbor on base, he had just gotten back this last summer from a 10-month deployment to Afghanistan, uh, Kandahar Air Force Base. And uh, he was saying, he goes, there are two parts of the base, and this is the largest base in Afghanistan. And granted, it is overseas, but there is an entire section of the base dedicated to CIA, their operations, and uh, I guess you could say the operatives that work alongside of them. When come to find out, that same side of the base is they work, directly with all the Rangers, Navy SEALs, Green Berets on that side of the base. Like nobody else goes over there and you only go out of there when they tell you to go out of there.
3: (laughs) Yeah. um, That era is to me the most fascinating time Um, I haven't even really begun to dig into the Arab of 45 to 47 yet, because I'm saving that for when I, I keep saying for when I finish my Kennedy stuff, but Kennedy stuff will never end. So, um, (laughs) I'm trying to plot a timeline to where I can, we're doing the conference and then I'm writing my book, right? That's the next thing I'm doing. It's actually three books. It's, I have that much information and I have broken up appropriately. Um, after that, I want to get onto Reinhard Galen. I need to spend like a decade on Reinhard Galen. I believe he's the most important figure of the 20th century. And nobody's ever heard of
2: him. Um, no. go, in, go into that a little bit more because I, I remember you talking about it last time, but since it wasn't recorded, my brain immediately <laughs> lost it. Yeah, so no, I wouldn't mind I a redo idea. of the Reinhard Galen thing. Yeah.
3: So Reinhard Galen was Adolf Hitler's spymaster. He ran intelligence for, uh, for, he says he wasn't a Nazi because technically there was a difference between the Nazi party and the German army. They're not the same thing. Um, even though they're all Nazis, right? Um, it's technically on paper, not the same thing. So he, he says he was never a Nazi, but he was. He was the head Nazi spy. And um, he saw that the war was, was lost in like 43, like two years before he's like, we're fucked. And so he and his in- guys in intelligence, they basically took all of Nazi Germany's intelligence and broke it up and buried it all over Europe. And um, then finally, when the war was over, he was in a, in a, a prisoner of war camp He approaches Alan Dulles and he goes, let's talk. And they took a month to work out whatever deal they were going to work out. But at the end of the deal, um, ultimately what happened was um, he, what would be the CIA and this organization that is, is non-existent between 45 and 47, they cut a deal to gain access to all of Germany's intelligence. And on top of that, to Reinhardt Galen's own personal spy network that he had in the Soviet Union that comprised about 700,000 people, all at all levels of government and and, and everything. He had assassins, spies, you name it. And uh, another, I'm gonna branch off for a second, another associate of Reinhardt Galen was a guy named Otto Skorzeny. Otto Skorzeny was Hitler's bodyguard. Um, Hitler thought that Skorzeny was like the epitome of like the Aryan soldier. Uh, Vicious-looking guy, big scar on his face. Um, he did the same thing. He came over after the war. He actually went and worked for the Mossad for a couple of years, um, but he had his own network, and his network was about three hundred to three hundred fifty thousand people, right? So when the CIA was formed on day one, they had access to like well over a million fucking operatives all over the world on top of the people they recruited through the OSS, which is about 40,000, you know, at this point in time, you're probably looking at the day the CIA launched, you're probably looking at like 1.1 to 1.3 million people around the world in all countries. Like it wasn't like a network that had to grow. They flipped the switch and it was on and uh, that nobody knows about that. And that's, to me, I think the, one of the most important aspects of you know global um, like the you know you have to understand that to understand the global power structure really, and uh, that's what it comes down to. And so yeah, that era is fascinating. I love it. For um,
4: Would you say? Can you mute your mic for a second? Would you say that? Um, after this era during Project Paperclip that we pretty much integrated all these Nazi scientists into NASA, into our CIA. And basically, they didn't really lose the war. They just kind of got integrated into our systems, right?
3: Yeah, the war was mostly, I mean, a lot of people died. It was fucked up, but it was like a lot of theater. It was a lot of theater in World War II.
4: Oh,
3: um, I remember
2: you talking and- about that last time with the uh, you know the whole <laughs> Holocaust denier thing. And you're like... <laughs> I know, I, I know you know how you yeah. stand
1: so on the, that. The post-war Russian gas chambers and stuff like that. I remember talking about quite a bit of this moving backwards uh, just because I would agree with you. And I think this is what I told you last time. Uh, we need to stop saying last time because it wasn't recorded, so nobody knows. Um, <laughs> but I remember saying last time that uh, in telling you, like World War II is by far my most fascinating period in history, specifically that war. Not much before and after it, in my opinion. I would not call myself a history buff per se, but there are very, very few things uh that I will seek out and and rabidly continue to either watch or read on and try to find stuff on. Um really quick, there was a book that I believe you mentioned to us last time, and it was oh, it was about um Black Nazis. Like Nazis, yeah. Black Nazis, black Nazis. Um, now I found that on Amazon. I haven't ordered it yet. I need to order it. Um, we, now we went last time all into the Jesuits and everything that that kind of that kind of played all the way up to uh, what happened with that uh, Hitler possibly being more or less just you know an icon, uh, not necessarily nearly as crazy as everybody has tried to make him out to be and kind of pin him up there to put everything on. Now going back to Chris's uh, question. When they flip that switch, 1.1 to 1.3 million, basically, I wouldn't say sleeper agents, but well-trained, prepped people ready to go for this flip switching. And then also not really having lost the war, it being a lot of theater, how much of today just jumping, you know, almost now, almost 100 years, just jumping that far, how much of that has now been completely worked into our society that we haven't really either identified or or is very much so blatant that we just don't think about?
3: I would say probably the latter. Um, okay. That's, that's a really hard question to answer.
4: Um, well, we've been fair. indoctrinated so we're so used to it we can't use
1: it. That's why I asked it is because I, I notice a lot of things that we have even in, like being in California, you don't realize how much of California has indoctrinated you until you get outside of California because there are things that i don't even think about being californian and then as soon as i get out of here i realize oh shit i there are things that i would have never even thought about so i know that with that indoctrination that's a lot of why i'm asking the question is because i can't imagine how much we have been indoctrinated on this that and the other to not even think about it and i know this goes back to kennedy as well
4: i think like 80 percent of history is a lie yeah, yeah, I was just going to say,
0: yeah. I think a lot of it's like that. It just depends on when you were born and how the books were written and who's teaching you. I mean, if you're taught that yeah, way, I mean, it's up to you to figure it out and then you have to go back and do research and seek it out. And then yeah, you got
3: so to figure out who to trust. I've been, I've been spending a lot of time on the on the medical stuff lately because like obviously COVID is bullshit. Um, I understand COVID really well. And then, you know, in, when you study COVID, you come across PCR testing and then that leads you back to all the AIDS stuff. And like, I am now convinced AIDS doesn't exist. AIDS is a myth and HIV does definitely not give you AIDS. And I'm starting to think that all the, all the disease shit is bullshit.
2: I've heard a lot all about that. that recently about how there's like basically no evidence that HIV causes AIDS.
0: There's a lot of evidence that vaccines didn't get rid of diseases, also.
3: Yeah. Yeah, vaccines probably did. <laughs> vaccines probably caused the 1918 Spanish flu thing. You know, and then most people died from uh, poor sanitary conditions and and uh, bacterial pneumonia. Like the Spanish yeah. flu didn't fucking kill anybody. It was, the, it was the other things around it that were responsible. Yeah, um, I it's most likely that.
4: the medicine for AIDS that's killing killing people. Yeah, and I guess the same thing with polio.
3: It's I guess polio, like they changed the definition of polio at the same time the vaccine came out. And the vaccine came out and started killing people. And it was a disaster. And it never fucking worked. And they changed the definition of polio to limit the number of, to, 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 to narrow it down and what kind of paralysis. And I guess that's what... Cured polio because they changed the definition of it. So it left. I mean, that's how the fucking CDC operates. It's all fake. Um, I just don't buy anybody anymore. Uh, If if this isn't reasons, like stop paying taxes. I don't know what is. I mean, I haven't paid taxes in fucking years, but like, (laughs) like fuck them. Like this is all government sponsored (laughs) bullshit.
1: Atta boy.
2: Well, that, that thing with the polio vaccine sounds a lot like uh, how to lie with statistics. Only. Nowadays, with the Rona, because that's all they're doing is lying with statistics.
0: Well, yeah, I think the powers that be too are super pissed because people aren't as gullible as they were back in the day, where you know the government authority could come in and be like, "This disease is out," and everyone's like, "Oh God!" And now people are like, "Hold on, I'm gonna fact check you." Fact check. There still
2: is quite a few people that are like, "Oh my God!"
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, there are, but a
2: crazy amount, a,
0: a bunch of people, a lot more than there were in the past that are challenging
2: because of stuff like this that we do we team. talk about stuff and try to get it out there to people
3: so on the aids thing the thing that's fascinating is like you don't die from aids right it's an auto acquired immune deficiency and that lowers your immune system and then you get like something else that kills you right well in the beginning um all the first cases like the, the, the first couple years they only had two diseases um one was a kind of skin cancer and the other was a kind of pneumonia. Um, and that was what was afflicting uh, the homosexual population back in the 80s that they labeled AIDS. But those two things were also caused by the overuse of poppers, the inhalers, you know? And so basically all those guys were partying and, and doing poppers and getting sick because it was destroying their immune system. And so they couldn't figure out what the hell it was. And because they, that's just how the CDC these things. Oh, it has to be a virus, it has to be a virus. You know, it has to be a virus. And so since they found it just in like the gay community, they're like um well we can't have it just in the gay community because then we can't get any money and so they're like oh everybody can get it so it's sexually transmitted and they don't even know that it's transmitted at all at that point because they don't even know what the fuck it is it was years later it wasn't until like 87 or 88 that they actually isolated hiv which they haven't really isolated like they have found unique uh what they call hiv they have has unique uh, nucleotides to it so there's something there but they can't seem to purify it or isolate it in a laboratory like you can't say that is a molecule of hiv doesn't exist
2: isn't that kind of the definition of a theory
3: mercury actually died of drug use Uh, lower immune system due to drug use
4: okay
3: go ahead that's probably what all it is the entire that whole community parties like fucking rock stars (laughs) and i don't blame them you know what i mean so um to come down with something that destroys your immune system and they all use poppers for real that's legit like Go look at popper sales numbers. to are crazy <laughs> for something that most people never heard of, you know. And so for something to destroy your immune system, they had um, they just basically what they did is over time, they kept adding diseases and calling it AIDS. Right. And then they would find people who have all these symptoms that they diagnosed with AIDS, which has HIV negative. They wouldn't have HIV. I'm like, what the fuck? So like when you actually go over the body of evidence, it's all contradictory. Um, it doesn't make any sense. And I believe that that is complete myth.
2: Well, do you know much about the, uh, I mean, we kind of rabbit trailed onto this, but it's fine with me. Uh, Do you know much about the terrain theory? Because that's coming uh, into vogue lately. You know more
3: about it, but I don't, I don't buy that nothing is contagious. Um, Like I'm convinced I had the legit real COVID-19 way back last March and it didn't give me the sniffles. Uh, Fucking, I had three months of a severe heart condition. (laughs) Okay. I had myocarditis for three fucking months and then it went away. And if you Google heart conditions and COVID, you'll find a bunch of articles talking about myocarditis and uh, COVID toes. Google COVID toes. It's caused by poor circulation in the legs. Your feet swell. And guess what? My fucking roommate had gone to jail and he thought he had athlete's foot when he was in jail. He gets out and his fucking feet are swollen like, like huge. Like couldn't barely fit in his shoes. Less than a week later, my fucking feet were swollen as shit. So some kind of contagion is possible. I believe it because I experienced it, you know, it's not coincidence, right? I'm sure there's some conspiracy guy out there will say, oh, well, there's a 5G tower next to your house or some shit be yeah, like, fuck off, right? So, <laughs> but I believe, and he said that his, the guy in his cellmate in, in jail with him had fucking swollen feet, just like him. Dude, and I'm like, all what things, the fuck is this? And then my, all roommate, to be my other swollen, roommate didn't get anything. He never got sick or none of it. So we're like, what the fuck? But yeah, I, I thought I was gonna die. Like I lost all the hair on my legs, my feet got fucking white and crusty, like no circulation, no blood circulation. Uh, I I, 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 would, I was afraid to go to sleep because like when I would wake up, my, my legs would all be red. It was crazy. It was like, what the hell is going on? Um, and basically it's because the original COVID uh, mm-hmm. is a Frankenstein's monster that at the spike glycoprotein has the HIV insert to make it more aggressively bind with humans, right? And so when it aggressively binds like that, your body kicks in an overly aggressive m- immune response. And that's what happened to me—an overly aggressive immune response caused swelling in my heart. And I, I guarantee that was because of this fucking Frankenstein COVID. However, that doesn't mean COVID's around today. COVID's gone. COVID died off. Like, if according to Luc Montagnier, the guy who discovered HIV and confirmed what I just told you, um, he said that like the, every generation it moves, that it wants to shed those inserted nucleotides, and so it disappears. And so he said that by April, when they analyzed the newer, updated versions of COVID um that they could tell that the, the 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 sequencing of that hiv and all that was already pretty much mostly destroyed so for people who are saying it's never been isolated they can fuck off because it has yeah i don't taking, i don't necessarily think taking that. a lot of that stuff out of context a lot of people who are saying it hasn't been isolated or taking they're taking information out of context
2: yeah <laughs> I, I definitely think things are contagious. I don't know exactly what causes that because.
4: Well, you know, this COVID thing has caused not only me, but I'm sure a <laughs> lot of people to mistrust the medical community, uh, to mistrust a lot of doctors and a lot of information coming out right now, especially mainstream information, because we know how much bullshit has come out of the medical community, the CDC. I mean, if you if you if just take the time to look at the CDC's numbers throughout 2020 and Mm -hmm. just really look at them and see how ridiculous and nonsensical they are I mean you wouldn't trust the medical community either you wouldn't trust these people putting out these numbers so I I don't know where this is going to go um I think that um there there is there was some kind of contagion just like Corey said but I think it did die out like he said as well and I don't know what's if there's anything right now but they're sure pushing it still like there is
2: it really doesn't Um, seem like there is
1: yeah, I actually saw a House Speaker on the news the other day, legit wearing the two masks. I was like, on live TV, man. I'm all okay. I thought that pretty much got squashed almost within that week. That
2: you, you know why uh, you can tell that he's wearing two masks is because one's black ones and one's like a medical.
1: Hospitals. And, and you know they do that two different colors to make sure people coffee. see it, so
2: they can right. It yeah. It. <laughs> right. Ridiculous. Oh, Ben got oh, frozen. Ben's frozen. Yeah. Look at it's it. Like, That's a pretty cool. Frozen. I gotta take a picture of that. Yeah, oh God. See, can you guys hear me now? Yep. Yeah, yeah you froze yeah, for I a sec. Yeah, did
1: that last time. Anyway. Yeah. So I think this COVID
3: thing is falling apart. I think the COVID thing's falling apart. You know, Texas opening was him giving a big finger to the fucking. Uh, he's like, no, this is bullshit. But I can't say on TV it's bullshit. So fuck you, I'm opening. You know, what yeah. I don't, what I don't like is the goddamn the, the corporations. Like, it's the corporations that are problem.
1: Yep yeah you know?
4: well what sucks it may be falling apart but nobody's gonna know because everything coming out of the mainstream media is, is all. that it's alive now. yeah it's all one-sided you're not hearing anything coming out of alternative media anymore everything's censored so we can't really get a grasp on how people are really feeling about everything and that's kind of frustrating for me just to not be able to gauge what what the populace is feeling right now
1: we yeah. know that they're going to end up doing that just like they've done to like joe said the uh, the other day while we were talking like. They admitted that they had a whole UFO research team for a long time, like since World War II. And they denied it for the longest time. And then they finally went, yeah, of course we do. Like, it's not that big of a deal. We thought you guys knew that. They're going to do the same thing with COVID. Years now, years from now, after they've drained everybody of money and injected everybody and done this, that, and the other, they're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, that was all fake." Yeah, yeah, you guys knew that already. I saw the memes of it. You know, forty years ago, you guys all knew it was fake. No big deal. Not in
2: <laughs> so many words, they'll say that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah it will be yeah, more yeah.
2: of like a, "Oh, we found out that these statistics were actually a little bit off. We're sorry."
1: Hmm.
2: That's how that. You know, there's videos like they're
3: they're they're fierce over in the UK. They're fucking arresting everybody walking down the street.
2: I Israel's crazy, too, right now. You know, you know, if they ever
3: try that shit here in America, It's going to be a bunch of dead cops.
2: I'm telling you right <laughs> fucking now.
3: No qualms about it.
4: Oh, Now we got Uncle Joe trying to ban guns completely. Uh, he wants uh-huh. uh, to give law enforcement the ability to just enter your house and take your fucking guns. So, I, think yeah. I, I think I have the answer,
3: guys. I think I do. I, today, it clicked and dawned on me. Have you guys seen the movie Tread? No. That's documentary. So. You have to watch it. It's a documentary about a guy in a Colorado town called Granby. And he opened up a business there. And it's one of those good old boy towns, really tight community, the whole board of, you know, the city board and all that's all, you know, drinking buddies. And the guy who was supposed to get that didn't get it. Right. So this guy, they screw him up on a whole lot of stuff. Don't let him connect his water and all that shit. And for years they fuck with the guy. And eventually what he does is he takes a tractor and he fucking for months, he works on it and he welds, he welds it into this, like, fucking death machine that looks like out of mad max with like concrete and he's got two layers of steel and concrete in the middle to make it bulletproof and he just decks out this fucking bulldozer and he just bulldozes the fucking town (laughs) city hall everybody's business he's just like fuck y'all and then he kills himself i just thought
1: this is a documentary yes it was real it happened in colorado
4: yeah, uh, I remember of course it did.
1: crazy. <laughs> oh, well, I guess yep. I know what I'm watching later tonight. Yep. And so um, if we get about
3: 50 of those, Washington's ours. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, man, looks like that's that's going to be the only answer. I mean, some kind of revolution. That's going to be the only thing to stop these fuckers. Uh, you know, everybody sitting there on their ass, you know, talking about it's great. You know, we can bring everybody's attention to what's going on. But something has to be done sooner or later. We can't just keep talking about
2: this. shit. I think that's why they're trying to squash, uh, things like that so much. Especially when anything, even like the sixth of January, an insurrection. You know, any little thing like that, they're gonna say is domestic terrorism. So they have a reason to fucking squash it as soon as it comes out. It's gonna make a, a revolution really fucking difficult. But they we're have so bigger guns. Stronger
0: though now than we were ever before, with all the connections, even a year ago. Connectivity, yeah, with the internet and everyone getting together and being able to connect you can get the word out and connect it. They're trying to squash that so with the censorship.
4: Better. You know, they're, they're counteracting with everything they can to try and get rid of that connectivity. To try I know, and but
0: then the there's other ways and people are resourceful and they can get it out and show that they're doing that. So I think this is the you time, know, this is the time that the revolution will actually happen.
3: You know, the one thing that is really missing from a true like independent media perspective um, that can that can actually get a message out there. The one thing that's missing is is real quality organized print media. Um, everyone's making videos. Everyone's got YouTube and podcasts and all this stuff, and that's great. But you, we, I think as an independent, like imagine if all of us, like the hundred or so uh, independent content creators, you know, up up at the top of that sphere, all were unified under one huge funded multi million dollar operation that put out print media and to compete with the, uh, opposing side, opposing, uh, arguments, but through, you know, somebody wealthy and independent to fund it, that doesn't need corporate, you know, like any kind of corporate investment. So, but that's what we need print media that is on the scale of like the New York times and all that stuff. And there's, there's nobody doing that. Right. And that's, that's, to me, it's frustrating.
4: Yeah. yeah I, I think that would definitely be a good idea.
1: I'm almost at a point now where I just, I like talking about revolution, talking about media suppression and censorship and, uh, I'm at a point now where I just I, I really wish every like I, I kind of just wish the whole Internet crashed and we didn't. Nobody had an Internet anymore. like None of it. None of it. I don't need any of it. Like everything that can be done without the Internet can still be done like it used to be. You just have to go places. <laughs> um, otherwise, like I just take it all away. Like if everybody didn't have a constant flow of shit coming into their brain, telling them exactly what they want us to hear. I think a lot of people's minds would be changed when it was a face to face basis, talking with their friends, making phone calls instead of getting on Facebook and seeing what's on their newsfeed. I think a lot of people would think a lot differently. I think that's I think honestly the the technology era that we have been in for the last, you know, specifically twenty years, but go back even thirty years to, you know, I think that has what has accelerated this massive shift in the amount of power and foothold that they have everywhere, because you can't get away from it ever. Well, it's also kind of it's a double-edged everywhere.
2: sword, though, because the same thing that's doing that is also allowing us and other people to get word out there. You know, the same technology is used for both. both but sides. we wouldn't be doing
1: wall, yeah. that. But we wouldn't be doing that if everybody was speaking mouth to you know word of mouth or making phone calls or getting together uh, to actually have a table conference and talk about this shit. It like Why do you we think we they had the that? lockdowns? Yeah, keep I know, people but that's from getting exactly drunk what Stick everybody in their homes, you know, don't let them out. And if they do wear a mask so that we can just force feed them when they don't have anything else to do, all of the information that we want them to hear for a fucking year. Yeah. Trash. <clears throat> I think social
3: media is a problem. It's more of a problem than a solution for anything. I agree. But Especially you know, unfortunately, now, yeah. you can't. Um, you can never go home again. You can't unwind in the hands of time. You know, no, um, you can't. I think we're stuck with it, and um, it's a problem. And uh, another thing is, like, there's too many pl- too many fucking platforms. You know what I mean? That's another problem. There's too many platforms. Um, you're trying to get a word out in around 15 platforms. You know, <laughs> I promise you, your fucking total numbers are probably um, barely higher than the audio alone. You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, I see this. It's not a lot of engagement on these other platforms. You know, some of the biggest numbers on on like. Richie does has some in the millions, but average ones that get a lot of views are still under 50,000, you know? Wow. Huh. But so, the, oh yeah, the overall state of independent media sucks right now, really does. Well, there. Yeah, uh... I just
4: think about um, the state of cancel culture lately. Um, all oh, our favorite shit. cartoons being canceled, but yet at the Grammys, it's okay to have a, um, a stripper pole and scissoring uh, show. Whap! <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: whap. And that's uh, idiocracy, like the movie. Yeah. Slash is, documentary. Serious, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> going to be all uh butt fuckers birthday parties for kids i would I rather have, have A couple days i would
4: ago,
0: rather that. have camacho sure. as president cartoon
4: characters are going to be gone you know that we grew up with
1: oh yeah. they, they took out peter pan because of the scene where they dress up as native native americans oh, like Jesus. really like I, it was i i can understand disney not wanting to lose business, which let's be real, they're not ever going to like lose enough business to go bankrupt, but, um, they put on, you know, the label on Disney plus, when you pick a movie from a certain time area, time area, it would be like, we understand that this movie could be viewed at as prejudice or racist. Um, but we're going to let it play as is, because that was the way it was filmed back when it was acceptable to do that. Great. Okay. Perfect. That's fine. You have to have a disclaimer up there so that people don't get pissed, whatever, but seriously, taking out titles, taking out Doctor Seuss, this, that, and the other, I'm like, fuck.
2: I don't think people like, would get as pissed stop. about it if they weren't basically told to be pissed about it because they they put these things out there, like the Pepe Le Pew, you know. And I, I saw that meme on Pepe Le Pew, and it's like, oh good, thank God my kid's safe, and now he can go back to playing Grand Theft Auto who, where he just set a hooker on fire <laughs> so he didn't have to pay her.
3: <laughs> hey, but you know where you know where anything goes, like, and it's still is now becoming mainstream, but like. Where anything goes like on Pornhub. Like you still got like chicks in the Indian headdresses and stuff getting banged right. and whatnot, you know, like anything just being banned from society is like all over Pornhub. The
1: porn <laughs> industry is the perfect way to gauge exactly how racist or not racist people actually think a subject is. Because you can go on there and find whatever you want, and nobody's thumbs down in that shit. Um I, Joe, uh, his meme about Pepe Le Pew, I saw one the other day. This is just kind of a funny thing. It showed a, you know, a picture of Pepe Le Pew kissing, uh, what is it, the other cat? Is it a cat that looks like a skunk? I can't
2: remember. Yeah, something like that. Something like yeah. that. Anyway,
1: yeah. so he's like kissing the cat and it says uh, you guys all have a problem with a, a French skunk kissing, chasing around and kissing uh, a woman for 75 years. How in the world are you going to get pissed at that? You guys can't kiss the same woman for 75 seconds. And I was like, "Oh, that's also fair." <laughs> yeah, it's getting it's
3: getting out of control. I mean, yeah. Cultures evolve and they grow, and are you supposed to like deny that you ever, you know, are you supposed to just deny that you ever came from that, you know, less evolved being? I don't think so. Like that's what um, they're trying to do.
0: It just gives people the power to be whiny bitches. Like you can just whine and bitch about anything and they'll be like, Oh, okay. I'll take this away from you. You don't have to look at it. You'll anymore. probably
2: get famous if you do. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> well, you like, can not
4: only whine and bitch, but you can be whatever you want to be. You can be a yeah. dog.
2: You can be a
0: totally.
4: cat. You can be a woman. You can, you can marry those it doesn't things doesn't matter too. what you're born as. Uh, yeah. Have you guys seen the articles about the uh, transgender athletes who are smashing and destroying women? Yep. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. It's insane. It's like,
1: and here's the thing is that you typically and I, I'm not saying that this is the same way for all time. There have there have been uh, sociological society, anyway society lies that have been through all different eras and civilizations that people believed for a very long time until later on. People were like, oh, yeah, that's not true. We sh- probably shouldn't have done that. And I think, honestly, we're in another one of those times because there's a certain point in history where every bad idea finally somebody went we're not doing that anymore that's a bad idea and everybody goes you know what you're right why have we been doing that and i think it's going to get to the same point i think this whole cancel culture you can't go on canceling everything until everything's gone everybody's a blank slate of orientation before everybody just goes what do we do now Nothing's well, left. The same group that like, wants
2: to, uh, you know, celebrate diversity is also trying to make everyone the same, at the same exactly. time.
1: Exactly, that's exactly it. Yeah.
2: There's no yeah, such thing as male or female. It's
4: going way too far. I mean, it's basically that I think that they just want us like automatons to be, you know, genderless freaks that uh, are hooked up to technology and have, um, you know, access to open our front door through our brain or something. I don't know. You know, it seems it, like that's what they want.
2: Well, and that plays right into the transhumanist thing, like, perfectly. I mean, if you were going to be, you know, want to merge with machines, you're going to be, n- have no sex or right, no, yeah, you know, you
0: want to be nothing. You want to be a blank slate, genderless, open to anything. Just a silicon chip. Yeah. You're just one well, I don't, think,
3: I don't As far as that goes, like, I don't think that that is really, I don't think that that's like the universe plan for us. I think it's more along the lines of we build the machines. Universe no longer needs us. The machines take over. You know, more Matrix style than anything else. Um, But uh, that's my perspective on it. Yeah, but you can
4: also see the agenda being pushed. Like, yes, they're pushing this transhuman thing. They're trying to normalize it. They're trying to get people to go along with it. It's a definite agenda. So that has to make me question, you know, why? why are they doing this right now with well, everything
1: else well part of that agenda it takes away from people this is this is, i had this conversation with my dad and mom just the other day is that we were talking about it and granted they're very very staunch staunch baptist christians so they have a very very specific line that they ride but both of us were agreeing on this one front it's not speaking directly to racism not speaking directly to prejudice or quote-unquote homophobic, even though I feel like the phobic suffix is not the right word because there's not one of them that I'm afraid of. Um, The idea of taking away um, and saying I'm no longer, I I know I was born this, but I'm going to be this. And we're all the same. Okay, first of all, no. As a matter of fact, we are all, every single one of us, very different. But we are all equal. There's a big difference between difference and equality. We all... Have equality, and that's what we're always fighting for. But we are all very different. To say that we aren't is to deprive me of things that make me unique, things that I am proud of. And you you're don't matter to you're be white. proud of yourself anymore. I know I'm white, and that's fine. <laughs> that's, again, I didn't pick that no, out. it's
4: no like, longer I'm... fine to be white. Having
1: <laughs> you I was just going to say, <laughs> yes. I'm pretty sure you can't be
0: proud to be a white male at oh, all.
2: No, no, no. I racist.
0: understand <laughs> that that is
1: the narrative. I understand that it's not okay anymore. And that's, But that is continuously the argument I come back to. I don't care if if you want to fuck goats. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me what you want to do. But let it be that that is what you're doing. You want to be a guy that turns into a woman because you feel more comfortable being a woman? Then be that. You go be that and turn around and suck dicks and it's fine and nobody cares. But at least don't sit there and tell me that it isn't exactly that. Um, Ben Shapiro has a great bit on that where he's like, look, you want to be a a guy that turns into a woman or a woman that turns into a guy, go ahead, knock yourself out, be my guest, but do not ask me to give you the proper pronoun that you are asking for. As if I have to bend over for your delusion of self, (laughs) I do not have to do that. And so for everybody that is sitting there saying, well, there's no difference. There's none. It's like yes, we are actually all, regardless of the fact that we're all white, we are all very different people. Everybody is, and to say that you're not is to deprive you of what makes you unique. And I think well, that that is the biggest load of horseshit.
2: That's why the the whole cultural appropriation thing drives me insane. Because um, if I want a good you know spaghetti, I'm going to get an Italian to do that. If I want you know a good taco, I'm going to get a Mexican. If I want some good dim sum. Guess who I'm getting? If I want some maple syrup, I'll head up to Canada. That's why, they're, that's why it's awesome that they're different, is because they do things better than we do. And there's things that we do that are better than someone else. That's not racist. That's just fucking true.
1: And it has nothing to do with skin color. That's exactly right. It's not, it's not racist to say that somebody who culturally is a part of something does something better there's a reason why they say Japanese restaurants or Chinese restaurants or Mexican restaurants, because that's their cultural food. Of course they fucking do it better.
3: All these things that we're talking about right now, all going to be like lumped under the heading of identitarian politics. Yep. Yep. And I fucking despise them. Like they're the, like when it comes to these identity factors, These are like the last things on the fucking list that you should judge people for. You know what I mean? So like, and like, there's a a big difference between people who confuse prejudice, you know, interactive prejudice with having problems with things on a larger scale or even groups, right? Like the fucking Jews are running the goddamn world. That's that's true. And they're (laughs) destroying it. But that has nothing to do with the fucking Jew that you meet on the street. You know what I mean? It's two no. completely different things and people mix them up. So,
1: when I you know, like how yeah. they're I like how they're softening up the things that are important, that are problems that we should be focusing on and then instead we're focusing on transgenderism or this that or the other, all of the things that it's like, dude, who cares? Like go go be that. I don't care. Where again, a spaghetti strainer on your head. Go for it. I don't care. But instead we're focusing on how no one is be okay with that as if everybody in the United States hasn't been around it enough at this point where they're like, yeah, we're all okay with it. You can stop talking about
2: it. They're no, like, most people don't care. And every, I mean, the ones no. that are actually paying attention are going, why are we talking about this? Like there's so many bigger issues going on here. Why are we talk what, what are we doing?
1: Well, yeah, there's bigger issues on like the national and global scale, but even just down to the individual scale, it's like you guys are literally focusing on this guy that, that said he, he called somebody a fag. And now it's all over the news. And it's like, but then you let out the pedophile that still had 10 years left out of the prison and back on the street. So let's talk about in these individual cases. Do you really want to get upset about the guy who used a word to be a meanie head? Or are you going to let out the guy that fucks kids back on the street?
2: Like Rogan I mean, said, gonna, he made a mouth noise, and you got upset about his mouth noise.
4: <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so. That's, frustrating. That's another thing right they're doing. They're trying to normalize pedophilia. Yes. They're trying to make it seem like oh, it's it's not a disorder. It's just uh, something a uh, uh, preference, a sexual they preference, s- <laughs> a sexual
1: orientation. They're saying that pedophilia is a sexual orientation, and I'm like, no, it's not. And if it is. Well, then we need to figure out exactly who has that sexual orientation. Round them up, light them on fire, and then watch them run naked through a lion's cage. And if they get on the other end, we'll treat them for whatever wounds they have.
0: So wait, Why how is that...
4: this a fucking agenda? What
1: is going it, on here?
0: How can they call pedophilia a sexual orientation when, in most weight, in most sexual orientations, the same sexual orientation goes together? There's
1: because th- because they're saying it the same way as the argument. For uh, homosexuality, homosexuality was in the '90s. They're saying it's not their fault that they were born attracted to kids. So it's whether why why should we make it Ill, why should we make love illegal?
0: So no, that's not what I'm saying. So okay, so <laughs> homosexuals, oh, okay, homosexuals were fucking each other though. They were attracted to each <laughs> other. There are no two pedophiles that are attracted to each other. They are attracted to. True. A thing that is not attracted and is probably terrified and of easily that. manipulated. So you can't call that a sexual orientation. That's bullshit. There's two homosexuals, it's as it's fuck, not two heterosexuals. As fuck, it is not. That's their orientation, and they get together and maybe upset some people. Okay, but pedophiles upset the person they're fucking. That's not a fucking sexual orientation. Well, if that's a sexual know, orientation, thing, then. like
3: why do we I, don't we have like fifty sexual orientations
4: these days? Like, yeah, something
2: much. something know, like seven hundred genders, In fifty yeah.
4: genders. You know, I personally think dumbest pet- shit ever. I, th- I personally <laughs> think the pedophilia thing comes from these elite fuckers that are pedophiles, mm-hmm. and they just want to normalize it for the whole world so they can just openly cool. diddle and kids. Can't me, motherfucker. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Haven't you heard Body that? that a, that's part of this agenda.
2: That's a Q conspiracy, though. And you're now a white domestic terrorist for saying that.
4: <laughs> I know I'm a white supremacist now. And, oh. Oh, and you probably man. support Trump.
2: <laughs> the
3: white supremacy thing fucking kills me. Kills me. Tells me. Of all the problems in this country,
2: fucking white supremacy, ain't one of them.
0: No, no shit.
2: No, I hate white people just but as much as anyone white else. people who are,
0: like, bowing down on the streets because they're, like, so beta. That, like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry that... for being white. Like, shut the fuck yeah. up and just yeah. be your no just shit. be your fucking self. If someone doesn't the people, like it, don't piss them yeah, off. Yeah, the people yeah, that come quit. up to people in
1: outside of grocery stores and they start asking them questions about white privilege and this, that, and the other. And then this guy literally stopped a lady on her way out of the store, carrying two bags of groceries and said, hey, ma'am, can I ask you a couple of questions? She said, yeah. And he started asking all of these leading questions right down the road, to, So wouldn't you say that you have white privilege? And the lady's like, yeah, absolutely. And he's like, wouldn't you say that you would like to distance yourself from having white privilege when other people of different ethnicities don't have that? And she was like, "Uh, yeah, I would. And so he's like, all right, so for the world to see right now, and if you don't mind, I'll put this on social media, I would like you to get on your knees and renounce your white privilege, because it's not your fault that you have white privilege, but you are opening your eyes to the fact that you have it. And, you know, just as a testament to getting rid of this white privilege, I would like to, you know, this, that, and the other. And she yeah. did. She totally yeah, because did. doing
2: that's that sad. automatically gets rid of your white privilege. It's like, you know, inviting Jesus into your heart and all of a sudden you're absolved of all your sins. You just have to say it and then it's, it just happens. <laughs> I would rather. It's magic <laughs> words. Jesus
0: into my heart, I think. Shit. <laughs> I just, that's a tough choice. No, I, I mean, they're both just <laughs> <and> delusional. <laughs> I can try.
2: <laughs> see you can't even call this anymore like we're that's just sitting too. back reporting on what happens now because you there's no calling what's going going to happen next it's insane yeah, you can't
4: make this shit up like even 10 years ago we're living in a complete, whole different world yeah it's like the worst sci-fi movie and we're stuck in it and it never ends and uh it's time for it to fucking end it's
1: that's just, what i was saying it's moved so exponentially fast like I, I am not old by any means, but I can still remember it being way different when I was a kid. It was just so completely different the whole thing. How everybody looked at everything it seemed like was so completely different. And now I look back ten years and I'm like, wow, it is already so different than it was ten years ago. Well, you know,
3: going back to like um, going back to like World War II and like the and and comparing it to today and how we got here um fundamentally the defeat of Hitler paved the way for the the Zionist organizations to like grow at an exponential rate around the world um and they did and they fucking built a nuclear reactor you know lied to fucking Kennedy lied to the world uh built a nuclear reactor in the Jeb desert and that's what Kennedy got killed in the first place he was going to demand inspections and they couldn't have that and so um killing Kennedy was the last obstacle for for the for the Zionists and ultimately the Jewish bankers, you know, the, not the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers. I'm talking about like the Warburgs and the Stearns and like the fucking there's a dozen banking clans that run the world that nobody's ever heard of. Um, so. Yeah, those are the people that run the fucking world, right? And then all the secret society shit and the Jesuits and all that, that's under them, okay? So people talk about secret societies like they make a difference. I'm like, no. Like, they might tell the people who are in them and they might be like recruiting mechanisms and they might be like, you know, weird informational intelligence agencies, but like it's fucking Jews at the top, it's the Zionists in the middle, and then they control the West. And then, you know, then you have like people like Putin. I don't know where the hell he fits in because he, he ain't in their clique. You know, there's a yeah. lot of people in this world not in their clique. Like who do we hate? North Korea, Iran, and then the Soviet Union, and fuck, Far- or Russia and China. So yeah, they're not in the clique. It's a, they're evil. So they must be working together, right? So yeah, that's an in- that's another whole other story. But
2: yeah, um, Well, it's like that. I can't remember who said that quote, but it's uh, it, if you know their name, that they probably aren't shit. They're just some pons. yeah, they're fronts.
3: They're fronts. You know, and when Putin got in office, he fucking took all the Jewish bankers and took their banks and kicked them out of the fucking country. He killed some of them. Like, he's like, I'm not having the shit in my country. Fuck you. And he's he replaced it. He, 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 what he did was he took a crumbling fucking system of, that was, basically you had like communism fall and then you had this pe- little period of like chaos. And then he comes in and institutes what's called state capitalism. It's basically capitalism, but the state gets a cut. You know, it's a different form of taxation, taxation basically. You can still get rich in, in that kind of system. You can still go from being broke to rich in, in, in Russia. Most people don't realize that. But um yeah, he he went in there and he's like, nope. He's like, he just took all the Jews off out of the banks and like took them over by state people. And he did the same thing with like all the all the media industries. He's like, fuck y'all, you're out. So I'm like, look what's going on in Syria, okay? The <laughs> uh, the he will not he would not let Israel move into Syria. They sold off chunks of land for oil before they invaded, right? And so what he do? He moved man. He moved some. He moved the weapons system, the, the air defense system is like the best in the world, put it in Syria. So they can't, even, they can't do many flyovers now. They, they just did one recently. We did one recently. I don't know if we'll shoot down. Like If the Americans come into Syria to bomb something, I don't know if the Syrians will shoot it down. That's a big fucking, even though it's, they should. It,
1: yeah, that's, a, that's poking a big bear. <laughs> but they should. Like There's an
3: army base with so a bunch of Americans on there that the fucking Russians should go blow up. I mean, seriously, we have no right to fucking be there. They're stealing. It's, it's all about oil, minerals, and ultimately, um, Zionist control of the region. It all goes back to the Greater Israel Project. I mean, these fucking guys are so arrogant. They write about what the fuck they're doing. Like just, okay, you drive me crazy. when people talk about a lot of conspiracy shit with all this fucking mystery stuff. And it's like, my God, these people put out slews of documents that tell you how they're going to fucking take over your world. You know, I like just believe them. That's all it takes. Read the documents and believe them. Right. So it's it's always usually much simpler than it seems. That's kind of what I was but talking yeah.
2: about earlier with the uh, the book, How to Lie with Statistics. There's a picture of Bill Gates with a stack of books. And like the one on the top is How to Lie with Statistics. Like, how ironic is that? Have you seen that picture? It's ridiculous. No
4: yeah i'm co- completely convinced like Corey said that these ones at the top they're pretty much agnostic to everything they're they they do not have spirituality they don't give a shit it's these uh, factions below them like you know these secret societies that put all this occult stuff out there and it just causes confusion for everyone else i mean they may believe it you know they may be into all that shit but i don't think that the ones at the very top are
2: yeah i think they yeah, have the their z- own zionists thing are weird on.
3: like because they hate the orthodox jews because the orthodox jews are like we're not supposed to have israel the bible says so you know the Bible says that we can't have the land until the Messiah returns, and the Messiah hasn't fucking returned. So the Orthodox hate the Zionists, right? And so the fucking Zionists in in, in Israel, like the army, man, they fucking hate. Oh man, they, they what they do to the Orthodox community in Israel is disgusting. But um,
2: just another group to hate uh, on.
3: Yeah, but but they went out of their way to recruit the fucking ultra religious Talmudic Jews, uh, who <laughs> believe in the Talmud, which is the most savage. It's, it's basically. They do human sacrifices and all that shit, and without without calling it such, it's basically Satanism, and that's like Judaism was originally Satanism. It's like straight up. It's
2: pretty. That <laughs> you know? goes right yeah.
3: along with Micah Dank. And honestly, I, I whenever I'm on, a, I'm a, a devout atheist. Okay, there's no fucking god. I'm not going to have the conversation. The uh, and so when people push, when people push like the Satanist shit in government, I was for years. I was like, I was like, no, just stop with the <laughs> Satan shit. And like the more I got into it, the more I realized some of these sick fucks up in that top, they really believe that shit. And I was like holy shit, I was like damn, I guess I got to start including that in my formulas, right? Like <laughs> It's, yeah this is shocking to me that you that, really those people need to really um
4: look into some of the occult stuff that hitler was into and the nazis i'd really uh, like you to get into some of that stuff if you could find any information on i will that. i think it's blown out of
3: proportion i think it was probably a you know it was probably an r&d project it probably wasn't like he worshipped satan when he woke up in the morning you know
4: Yeah, that makes a better movie to, to summon entities to build ufos and like shit.
3: the whole the whole him with the occult thing links to him trying to take over the fucking world he wasn't trying to take over the world well, at first, at least. But no, he wasn't trying to take over the world. He tried, he tried to... He tried to move into areas that he fucking thought they were going to attack him from, which he was correct. And so it ended up he was all over fucking Europe and, and Africa, like, because that's where they were going to come in. So, of course, he spread out to fucking to, to, to be there to, to, to defend. And like, oh, no, he moved out to take over the world. Like, people are so fucking gullible. It's ridiculous. <laughs> God, World War Two is like it's, it's just, people believe everything. And it's like just such crap. You guys should read the transcripts of the Nuremberg trials. You'll shit your pants laughing. I mean, they talk about the Nazi spanking machine and the roller coaster of doom, <laughs> like the roller coaster that flips, it goes around the track and then flips you into an oven. Like, <laughs>
1: that's what it did. It's like what? It flips you what? Yeah. Th- th- if an
3: in trial, oven. Somebody testified that they saw a roller coaster that they would put Jews in and it would shoot them around the track and then it would launch them directly into an oven that would cook them.
2: See, yeah, I believe, to, actually. I actually believe the German spanking machine. That is totally something they would do. Oh yeah, yeah it'd operated, it it operated
3: by a crank and the, on the machine on the wall, the guard would spin it like this, and it would smack you on the balls. <laughs> 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 they'd, they'd actually, this is real shit. People testified to. Um, what else was there? It was the the the, the, the death by frozen best by uh, by ice statue. So they take you outside in the freezing cold, and they pour water on you. And you'd freeze in place like this. That was like one of them. And uh, wow. I thought that one was great. And then there was like this cabinet, they'd, they'd put you in a cabinet in, this, in the freezing freezing cold and they'd pour water on you and make you stay there all night. Uh, I mean, the shit they came up with is so stupid. Um, being, uh, being beaten for not wearing, for wearing underpants, right? So one of the things that was testified to at Nuremberg was that um, one of the German guards in this one barracks made all the fucking inmates pluck out all their pubic hairs by hand, right? And so all night long, people were just there plucking pubes. That's it. And like, they were not allowed to put on underwear. If they were on underwear, they had, they would get beaten. Like
2: my, my is question is what ridiculous. did they do with all the pubes? Did they save them or they
3: must've made mattresses out of them to sell them or something. Mattresses Ugh. and coats. Yeah. Like the mattresses out yeah. of human, the human nice hair and like the, the, the human skin lampshades mm-hmm. fucking like, it's just comedy gold. Like, you know, someone out there was fucking crying. Oh, my grandma's in a lampshade, but fuck you. No, she's not. It's fucking <laughs> bullshit OSS propaganda. That's so all I that was. Bel-
1: do you believe those transcripts are actually what people testified, and mm-hmm. that the people who testified it are just completely batshit?
3: They fucking lied, and they knew they lied, and they, everyone was knew. Everyone knew, and there would be times when like a little bit of the truth would get out, and like the judge would make the guy recant what he said. <laughs> like it was crazy. <laughs> wow, it was crazy. Like there, there were no gas chambers. This ridiculous story of the gas chambers. It's like. It sounds like, oh scary, and it's just, you're taught from birth, that's true. And like when you start looking into it, you're like, wait a minute. What the fuck? You're like this thing's called logistics, right? <laughs> you gotta have logistics, you know? <laughs> so it's just crazy. This is it's all bullshit. And then they say that the, the proof is they got human hair and a bunch of shoes. <laughs> what is that proof?
1: So what about what about the uh, and I'm not I'm not arguing at all. I'm mm-hmm. I just is just a question that came up what about the people uh that survived holocaust survivors that say uh that they saw the gas chambers and this that and the other is that just propaganda or
3: no it's a it's a combination of things so we got to remember so um the first oss documents that talk about uh the use of poison gas were in may of 42 long before anyone made any accusations of gas chambers there were no accusations of gas chambers till august of 45 and they retroactively said to started in 41 right so you'll see something that says like uh, a rumor came out in 42 about this but that rumor that came out in 42 <laughs> wasn't launched until 45 right so they retro they backdated rumors and they backdated all kinds of stuff and um so but you have to remember that the oss targeted those fucking people for rumors so allegedly all the camps were hidden right and i think where was it it was a Treblinka, supposedly that there was like this walkway and it has a name like walkway of doom or something like that but it was supposed to have been hidden so the people didn't know that they were walking to like a gas chamber and shit and it's just you know they have all these like little stories like this but everybody who got to the camps knew about the gas chambers right so why are you going to have this little trail that allegedly hides a gas chamber um, and nobody's supposed to know the top secret, but every fucking Jew who got to the camps knew about the gas chambers because they were <laughs> – the rumors were intentionally spread to turn them against the Nazis, right? They spread the rumors of gas chambers to turn the German people against their own uh, um, leaders straight up. Yeah, you can watch an um, early, early psyop
4: that Corey showed me with the Jewish researcher that c- completely demogs the, the Holocaust. Yeah, What was that
3: called? Hub. Um, oh, you mean the one with David Cole? David Cole's, uh, his documentary at Auschwitz. Like, let's talk about Auschwitz for a minute. So you have two camp, well, this is allegedly five gas chambers at Auschwitz. Um, but let's, the third, fourth, and the fifth uh, are irrelevant. Um, the, the framework of the brick buildings that are still are still there that they call gas chambers, and they got like a dozen rooms in them, and they're all small. Okay, so they weren't gas chambers. So you only have two. You have Birkenau, and you have the original one at Auschwitz I. Auschwitz I was supposed to be the original gas chamber, supposed to have launched in forty one. Um, the very first rumors of any gas chambers came about about a month after the creation of the offices of the coordinator of intelligence. See, when you put the, World War II, the, the, all the fucking Holocaust shit in timeline. It's like creation of the OSS, creation of the OSS, uh, rumors start to spread about gas chambers. You know what I mean? You just look at it and it's like, oh, no wonder. <clears throat> but yeah, so the people who say that there were what they what did they see? They saw buildings. They saw lines of people. They had people they knew that were taken and they never saw again. Which part of that indicates a gas chamber?
1: Nothing. None of it. The support of the rumor that they had already heard about prior to getting there. Bingo.
2: Fucking bingo. So the gas chambers were an actual conspiracy theorist or an actual conspiracy theory. Say it again. Oh, I said the So the gas chambers were like a legit conspiracy theory
3: they planned the gas chambers fucking way back the first rumors of pay of gassings were from the british in 41 and they spread the rumor that the british were gassing or that the germans were gassing their own wounded soldiers that was the first rumor ever spread of gas chambers and that was admittedly created by the pwe the psycho uh the political warfare executive in in great britain that was the oss of great britain at the time and they basically um admitted in the 90s that that was a rumor that they spread. So let me ask you a question. They they admitted they fabricated a rumor about a gas chamber to kill wounded soldiers to German wounded soldiers. Do you think it's just coincidence if Adolf Hitler would have built gas chambers, that would it have just been a coincidence that the British have spread a rumor first? Or did he listen to the rumor, say, hey, that's a good idea, and then build them, right? No fucking way. So what, what are the odds that the British created a rumor about gas chambers, and then he actually had them? It's bullshit. It's total fabrication. And when you go into the actual buildings themselves, I've gone into, (laughs) I've done a dozen hours of presentations on this, like going over the individual buildings, showing the lack of the Zyklon B on the the walls. Oh, here's the big thing. Zyklon B doesn't fucking kill anybody. You didn't know that, did you? (laughs) You can a bucket of Zyklon B, you can put it in the middle of the room and have a fucking party It ain't nobody getting sick. You need a fucking very specialized heating and blowing mechanism that will basically heat up the pellets to the point that they will... Um, sort of melt and emit the gas they're then sucked into this big blower and it shoots it throughout the room right and how do we know about this because they're in every delousing facility every single camp had delousing facilities and (laughs) even the fucking guy who wrote the book on gas chambers who was a a, a, an apologist he he um he said 95 percent of the zyklon b went to the delousing facilities and only five percent went to homicidal purposes well first off that fucks the whole story because the I'm not even getting into it, but the 5% isn't enough to kill anybody. But but yeah, the whole thing is a joke. Um they took what they did was really they took things that they knew were in the camps that every camp has to have, like delousing facilities, um, and turned them into um horrific torture devices, right? So some of the camps had steam delousing facilities, right? Instead of Zyklon B, they would hit them with steam. So when you look at the the, the the accusations at Treblinka, they say at Treblinka they were killed with steam. they were steamed to death. Have you ever heard about anyone being steamed to death in the Nazi camps? No, that's a lot of steam though. Those were the original rumors of this of, of killings at Treblinka was that they were steamed to death. But the reason that rumor came about because that Treblinka had steam. Uh, facilities right so they knew what was in what camp and what they could twist to make seem like an evil torture device um they even said that at uh, Sobibor, one of the other ones they had a, a room with an electrified floor and they'd bring people in there and they'd fucking switch the thing on and it would zap them all at once like no one's ever heard of that shit it's all in nuremberg right it's all in nuremberg you read the nuremberg transcripts it's fucking joke it's a joke like, I don't even care if people are sensitive over it. I, mean, I fuck you and your sensitivity to the Holocaust. I'll fucking shove it in your face every time. Because that is the one thing that paved the way for the world we live today. And I'm fucking disgusted
1: by it. So exactly. I got a question one of the things for
4: you. Many people aren't going to question because of what you said. You know, they, they get offended. It's such a touchy subject that anyone that questions that narrative is a white supremacist or a Jew hater. Or,
2: or a, a Nazi, yeah. Or
4: anything like that, you know. Uh, it's these things that cause us to not look at history like we should.
2: So speaking of that, I got a question for either of you or any of you. Um, if we can agree that a lot of our history is completely fabricated or at you know at minimum misleading, what do you think of anything prior to like the dark ages, Middle Ages? because they seem to know what went on billions of years ago and it doesn't seem like they can get it straight what happened a hundred years ago. So how much of you know prior to the Dark Ages? I think most
4: of it's fabricated. Anything we can read through in a history book, it's not. It's going to have the the victor's truth in it. Whoever was in power at the time and wanted their story out there, that's what we're going to hear. And then it'll change the next time someone else is in power. They're going to write their story over that one. So I I think our history is fucked. Uh, The only way we're going to find out is from independent researchers, people who are going and going over this information again, doing their own brand new research on this from scratch. And just like Corey's doing with uh, Kennedy in World War II, that's the only way we're going to find out what really happened in our history. I think most of it's fabricated.
2: Well, that's why I'm glad there's people out there like, um, uh, what's his name? Ah, uh, He does Hancock. all the... Graham Hancock, yeah. People like that that go out and have a special area they're looking at. And then there's uh, the Egypt guy. Oh, I can't remember anybody's fucking name today. He did the uh, geological survey of the Sphinx and found that it was like water and not Dr. sand. Shock. Yeah. Dr. Shock, yeah. Yeah, so there's all these people that are out there doing that, but they're pretty widely criticized, and they try to discredit them all the time because they're just like, "No, this is ridiculous." The Egyptologists say that this couldn't be like that, so shut up.
3: Here's and an even that's more, um, you know, jarring one. What if it's not 2021? <laughs> <laughs> could
0: be it. oh, it's fucking yeah. for real. It totally could be possible. I mean, technically, it's not. I don't even not. care what year it is. You ever heard of the, like the
3: Phantom Time, the Phantom Time theory? Nope. Mm, no. You know about phantom time theory? There was a guy who came out, like, not too long ago, a couple, maybe 20, 30 years ago, came up with a theory that basically around uh, um, 700 or 800, uh, the guy who was the pope or whoever the fuck it was, the king in charge of time, he wanted to be king in the year 1000, and he reset the calendar to 1000. And um, I think it's been mostly debunked because of the Chinese calendar, but it's a damn compelling theory when you read it.
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, technically, it's not 2021, because that's a totally subjective date based on Jesus's birth so right. yeah there was did, no jesus he was not did, a real person did zero start at 33 when he died or did it start at zero when he was born there seems to be a missing gap there where nobody was sure what fucking
3: yeah it's bullshit <laughs> he yeah, never she, lived there's yeah. no fucking proof he ever lived not a shred not one bit zip these are up.
0: just good to mark some things so we can have a, a benchmark for when shit like who was the person lives, that was like it doesn't really matter
2: you know what I think we're gonna call this year zero, and then we'll just go from there and see where <laughs> yeah. it goes. And now, two thousand years later, everyone's like, "Yeah, that worked." Rightly, I, don't know.
1: Right
3: in the I
2: think of their Jesus lives. This is the weird thing.
3: I believe in the the, the the actual documented number is Jesus was born in three BC, which makes no fucking sense whatsoever. But I think that is actually what is documented. Like I've read that, <laughs> you know, he was born around three BC. Like, he was born the fuck around what? Three years before <laughs> what's he was born. Her, what's her
0: yeah. Of BC, Correct. Yeah?
3: <laughs> <laughs> no the jesus thing pisses me off because like it's <laughs> people like to believe shit with no evidence like just zero evidence there's more evidence he never lived than there is that he did live so like like it's just so frustrating for me because like people like to believe shit out of fucking thin air
2: well to me like, jesus just represented more of somebody maybe a, a archetype of somebody that might have been back then yeah, same the as like Bible buddha Bible
4: like archetypal well no no, yeah. no 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 there's a guy
3: named um Carrier, Richard Carrier, who wrote a great book called On the Historicity of Jesus. And he goes back in the era of the Dead Sea Scrolls, right? There was a celestial Jesus, Jesus in the heavens, right? Not a real guy, but he was in heavens. Space Jesus. And and he had all the characteristics of fucking the Jesus we know. Like, you know, born on whatever day, you know, this all walked on water with the fishes, the whole nine yards. The Jesus story was actually a celestial Jesus from like 3000 BC. And um, he called it basically like a euhemerism, which is like the turning of myth into history. And he said that basically the story of Jesus that was the celestial Jesus eventually over time morphed into the story of the Jesus, the real person. So he's got the best explanation. He goes over like specific verses and this and that and compares stuff and Dead Sea Scrolls. The guy's fucking great.
4: You mentioned Micah Dank. He's doing some good work, uh, kind of yeah, showing how the, the Bible is a book of uh, astro-theology, basically. It's nothing yeah. but metaphors.
2: You read my mind. I was about to say the exact thing. Yeah, yeah. he just
0: got his books.
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah, it, yeah, he's doing a great job. He's going to be at the conference, too. Uh, but it just goes to show, you know, some of these, we don't really know what's going on with, with our history, especially if you can't look at the Bible as a source of history. I mean, it's yeah. mostly all allegory. That gotcha, shit went through, like,
3: 15 languages before it got to English. And then but I'm went, sure it's exactly correct. And, and then it
1: still doesn't English, make any sense. It went through it, and then in English because old English at the original time of the first uh rendition happened, you, you, you couldn't read it now. So it went through itself, it just in English seven translation just to get to the classic 1611 KJV that everybody really likes to thump on. And then after that, it went through even more. Like you know, I went to church one time with a friend of mine
3: to placate him once a decade ago, even longer. And we're in there and they get his Bibles and the little thing, right? As the yeah. dude is talking. And like, as I'm looking at the Bible, every page had like notations on what you're supposed to interpret from it. This yeah. means that you're not supposed to. I'm like, God damn, people can't even read the shit <laughs> for themselves anymore.
1: I know. And that they always sit there and they're like, it's not hard. It's a third grade reading level. And it's like, first of all, I'm... I passed third grade a long time, and it's still uh, a little confusing. But at the at, I understand why the Cliff Notes are there, but you can't really have those and then also be like, it, st- it stands for itself. It's like, then why are there all of these columns on the side?
2: <laughs> I don't know why they would call it a third grade reading level when there's some fucked up shit in there. There's people putting tent yeah. spikes through people's temples. There's people fucking prostitutes. There's, it's a fucked up book. I wouldn't Kids recommend it for a third grader. Half. Yeah. Well, yeah, you guys want to? You, you guys good to go, or you want to button this one up?
3: Whatever you want. I got. I can go another twenty minutes, probably.
2: Alright.
4: It's up to y'all. We're good.
2: What do you want to pivot to? Nothing better to do. Yeah.
4: I got this well, book
3: in front of me that I've been meaning to read for goddamn ever. I'll show it to you. It's the Scorzani Papers. Evidence for the plot to kill JFK. Okay, so Otto Scorzani, who I mentioned earlier, was Adolf Hitler's bodyguard, directly connected to the assassination. I have a fucking suspicion he was in Dealey Plaza, personally. I found a picture of a guy, like, fucking dead like him, and he's, like, six foot five. How many people in the world are six foot five? Not many who look like Otto Skorzeny. Probably only Otto Scorzani. So um, uh, that we get to Dealey Plaza for a second, because I'm on my mind. Like, that was a controlled scene. That was a controlled scene. That was well, like that's the exactly
1: show. what I was going to ask you because we last time I think we talked about the grassy knoll and you gave us the supporting evidence that that <laughs> was actually a thing. If you could re-say that again, since we're recording this time, oh. that'd be great.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of this I'm going to go over in Forbidden Knowledge NewsCon in detail, like excruciating f- fucking detail. Between 12:30 1230 and 12:35 p.m. in my timeline, I have 50 plus slides in five minutes. Jesus, oh, <laughs> dude, you have no idea. So much shit went on, like. Between like noon and two o'clock, there was shit going on all over Oak Cliff, all over fucking da- all over Dallas. There was an Oswald sighting. Um, oh, you
1: told us about. Yeah, yeah it. It was,
3: there's was a couple Oswald sightings, man. Like, there was one Oswald allegedly at work on the 22nd. I don't believe it. I don't think he was there that day. I have doubts that he ever worked at the Book Depository. I can't find any evidence he ever worked at the Book Depository.
1: Well, and how many sightings all over, the pla- all over the place at the same time did you say that there were? There's a
3: bunch. I got I, I, There's one I got like three within like 10 minutes all over the city. And the, and the thing is, there were numerous people who definitely 100% impersonated Lee Oswald. Like he was set up, the name was set up for years. Um, I don't even know if like Lee Harvey Oswald is an original real birth name of anybody. I mean, his life was largely a construct. When he was 12 years old, he lived in, he was down in New Orleans and he moved to New York. And so what really fucked it for them and really gave it away was they didn't they didn't move them together. Right. So there was a Lee Oswald going to school in New Orleans for about a month. And the other one has the school records up in New York. Right. So there was a contradiction there. And John Armstrong, the guy who wrote the book Harvey and Lee, which explored the whole two Oswald. It's not a theory anymore. It's legit. Um, He spent like 10 years on this stuff and he went down to that school in New Orleans where the official story denies this the official story uh just says he never was here we don't know what you're talking about but john armstrong went down there and he interviewed like guidance counselors he interviewed teachers he interviewed students who were in class with lee harvey oswald and got sure as shit. Um, all of them said yeah and he, we always called him harvey i'm like what so yeah there was another lee oswald um, that they called harvey um that uh went to school in new orleans and uh the, the there was it's completely conflicting with the documented um you know him going to school up in new york which records are for legit so there definitely was somebody going to school in new york under the name lee harvey oswald the lee harvey oswald the real harvey, Lee harvey oswald and then the one that was down in new orleans for that month that's the one that ended up going to uh to, to jail and getting killed um the oswald
2: you
1: had started out saying his whole life was a construct. I want to. I want to. I want to keep. I want to hear the rest of that part of it.
3: Okay, so um, he was set up a lot throughout New Orleans. There was a lot of places where, uh, in New Orleans, a guy named Kerry Thornley impersonated him all over the place. It's very <laughs> famous. Uh, most people should know this. If you ever saw the JFK movie, there's a guy named Perry Russo who was like there. was, it was like Garrison's linchpin, which is stupid because it was he was wrong, um, but. Perry Russo was at a party with David Ferry and Clay Shaw and all these guys. And Leon Oswald was there. And that guy, he described as like a beatnik hippie with a big old beard who lived with David Ferry. Duh, obviously that is Kerry Thornley, not the real Lee Harvey Oswald. Then you can go to, uh, fast forward to like uh, the shooting range. Okay, the shooting range where they say Oswald shot at other people's targets, total bullshit. That was not Oswald, that was a guy named William Seymour. And the reason I know it's a guy named William Seymour is because, you know, when you go through this and you study this shit for years, you end up with like a cast of characters, right? So I've got this cast of characters. It's really not that big. It's maybe the inner circle of conspirators involved is like the shooting aspect, maybe 30 or 40 people, you know? And I know that list pretty well. And um, so when I come across certain descriptions, you fucking just know who it is. As soon as you read the description, it's like, oh, okay, I know who it is and um at the at the shooting range oswald was seen shooting other people's targets and he was there with a husky latino okay anytime you see the description in kennedy of a husky latino or a latino with a pockmarked face they're talking about a guy named lawrence howard okay and so again like let me go back to the um um let me go back to the the, the laundromat that i was talking about earlier so you got this couple they see a guy they see this guy um oswald sighting and this is a, between twelve fifty and one o'clock okay So he pulls up in the green in the station wagon, he's speaking Spanish on the phone and he looks like Oswald. (laughs) Duh, that's three great clues that it's William Seymour, right? So that helps me put together timelines. And I know William Seymour was the guy at the shooting range because of the description of the Husky Latino, right? And so in the laundromat, he was talking to the Husky Latino on the phone in Spanish. See, these are how I kind of put my connections together. And people, and so you get the JFK conspiracy fucks will be like, well, you can't prove that. And it's like, do you understand a fucking thing about investigations? Like this is how police put together investigations. I was a cop for nine years. I know what constitutes evidence. And that and that's another thing about like the JFK community that pisses me off. They don't fucking understand evidence. <laughs> You'll have like slam dunk shit right in front of them and they'll be like, well, you can't prove it. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you can't prove anything. That's why we have trials to look at evidence and have a bunch of people judge it and see if he's guilty. Cause nothing's ever proved unless you hit see it with your own eyes and got it on video. Like even that can be manipulated, you know, like there's no yeah. such thing as proof. So I organize timelines and I coordinate descriptors and I coordinate vehicles and license plates. And what do I discover? <laughs> I got three different vehicles with the same license plate within an hour. What does that tell me? They fucking met and swapped license plates. That happened numerous times around the tippet shooting and all this stuff. I mean, spycraft and what they call tradecraft saturated all through Kennedy all misdirection. Look over here while we f- do something over here. You know, it's, that's, that's what it is all about. And none of the JFK researchers <laughs> fucking study the OSS and psychological warfare. They don't study any of the spy craft stuff. They don't study any shit you need to be able to interpret the, the confusion that is Kennedy. Because like when you go through the Kennedy documents, you just see the psych warfare and the, and the, and the misdirection and all that is this all over it, you know? Well,
1: and they just- Go
3: ahead. Oh, and then like, um, and then like even that's like modus operandi for the CIA. Like, no investigators seem to incorporate it into their, you know, calculations of uh, the Kennedy assassination. So that was frustrating.
4: And I was shocked to find out how many body doubles were actually used in the Kennedy assassination. It's ridiculous. Especially with Oswald. You did a show, um, Oswald's every, Everywhere. Is that still on YouTube, or did they pull that one? It might still be there. Yeah, that was a good one because uh, you kind of went into detail about the, the Oswald doubles and everything. But I was shocked to find out how many fucking doubles – they could have possibly used i mean you you were showing me pictures of like you know a few five ten people that could possibly have doubles during the uh the assassination.
3: yeah and it's funny because i can kind of tell who's who like if I, if there's a if, so there's another oswald um sighting the morning that he's uh, he's supposed to be at work but somebody who fucking looks like oswald who had a driver's license that said lee harvey oswald and lee harvey oswald didn't have a driver's license um, or the really the person who went to jail and got killed that we know as Lee Harvey Oswald that person did not have a driver's license So um, somebody with a Texas Lee Harvey Oswald driver's license that morning bought two tickets to the Dick Van Dyke show At a record store at what? around 10 o'clock in the morning and he left in a, um, a light station wagon Right so it's the same light station wagon but I know William Seymour was now at the book depository so which Oswald impersonator was at the fucking uh, b- a record store buying the tickets? Beats the shit out of me. There were, uh, could have been Larry Crawford. He, was, he impersonated Oswald at the uh, Texas Employment Commission. Um, so when Oswald was supposed to be in New Orleans, um, someone named Lee Harvey Oswald goes to the Texas Employment Commission to see about getting a job. And um, after the assassination, the woman who met with that person, whose name is Laura Cottrell, she ended up identifying a guy named Larry Crawford as the person she met with who said he was Lee Harvey Oswald. Um, Larry Crawford's a whole uh, I'm not going to get into him too much. He was a friend of Jack Ruby's. He kind of worked at the Carousel Club and his whereabouts on the day of the assassination are unknown. Uh, to me, he is he is a suspect in the tippet shooting. I haven't solved Tippit yet. I know David Ferry was the second tippet shooter, but I don't know who the first tippet shooter was. Um, it's kind of pissing me off because uh, I've narrowed it down to three or four guys and I can't figure out which one it is. So,
1: well, you had mentioned that you, it was on your mind about the plaza. You want to go back to what it was that you had thought about when you were thinking about the plaza? There, I, I, I know I could tell that there was a specific thought you mentioned 1230 to 1235. Uh, yeah. Um, well, in
3: 1230 to 1235, just so much happened. Like I can't right. begin to tell you how much happened, um, particularly with the knoll and I'm not going to go over too much stuff with the knoll, but um, like, the, even when you go through the police reports, the Dallas police, you go through FBI reports, I've read all the, well, there's 5 million pages of documents. I've read about 50,000 pages. There's like, the reality is there's so much that happened that is just cut from the record in regards to the null shooter, right? Cause like, they knew they were gonna get caught. I think a lot of it was prearranged and like they padded Dealey Plaza with their own people. They had their own people fucking <laughs> fill Dilly Plaza. They did. Uh, because then the likelihood you know then they can tell the cops whatever they want when they have their own people there and so um but so like, much happened like
1: just that section where they knew the shooting was going to happen yeah like on the specific spot that yeah was like lance
3: yeah like mary mormon and her friend gene hill like all these fucking people knew jack ruby they're all told to be there you know um and Dealy plaza was cut off the only people who were on the sidewalks were people who had come down from those buildings they had cut off access to Dealey Plaza from all the different roads, even the bridge on the overpass. And so there were people who tried to get in from the sides and they said that people in police uniforms said, no, you can't come this way. And there were people in the railroad tracks that they said, you can't be here, right? The reporters had tried to go to the railroad tracks to, to before it all started and they told them that they couldn't be there. So there was there was control of the scene. They weren't letting people, they were letting certain people in and other people not. Um, but yeah, a lot of things happened uh, in the five minutes after the, the shots got fired Scrambling to get, you know, people they didn't want to leave right away because if you uh, shoot shoot the president and then you run, you're gonna get caught. So what they do, <clears throat> they fucking shot and then they chilled and just waited, and then they started leaving about twelve thirty five. But some dumb fuck me, ma- oh, I'm not gonna get into it. I'm not gonna get into it. I don't want to. <laughs> tell you. i to save this part. <laughs> no, this the part that I was gonna tell you is like it's 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 the tip of the spear. And I'm not gonna. I can't get well. It tune
2: in oh, to oh, FKN can you, can you con. con.
1: Go ahead. Sorry, Joe. What did you say?
2: Oh, I was just saying, well, was you're... Like somebody got
3: arrested on the fucking Knoll, and it was erased from history. And yep. um, um, the, the person's identity is important, but it's not too important. So I, I'm trying to figure it out. I thought it was one of my shooters, but it wasn't. It was one of my shooters' backup. He got busted running out with a fucking um, uh, with a rifle and a hat. And um, that particular shooter got busted also, and it's all erased from history books. Luckily, I have it on video. <laughs> so
1: so really quick, since I know that we're coming up on the time that we had talked about in bottom of the hour... Give us a little, just a little kind of small nuggety spoiler thingy that you're going to be including uh, at NewsCon. What's 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 a? Oh, good... well, thing. Like
3: most of my work is already out there. Uh, most of my, if you go to my coreyhughes.org, you can see most and, and all the answers I talk about. I, I don't hide. I don't really hold anything back. It's more about what this presentation is is like laying it out. You know, because like more knowing who pulled nice. the trigger and knowing like. How the fuck he got in and out of there is two different things, right? So,
1: so you're gonna line it all out for him
3: in a yeah. like nice little uh-huh. nutshell. Uh huh. It's gonna be a timeline from like 12. Well, I'm doing a couple, a couple slides from before, um, even like before that day, cause I gotta show, I have a couple slides that are like in just generalizations, like, like the shooting range incident, you know, the different incidents were Oswald doubles and the dates of that and different dates, like, like three days before the fucking assassination, two guys took a rifle over to the fucking fence at the grassy knoll and pointed it over the fence as if they were target shooting, two cops saw them ran over to them. And by the time they got there, they were gone. Okay. that really happened. No, one's ever heard of that, you know? So things oh. like that will be in my timeline um that are just like when you like people who think there was no conspiracy like are so fucking dumb and in a state of cognitive (laughs) cognitive dissonance i want to like punch them in the fucking face seriously (laughs) like (laughs) it's just crazy to me it's insane i
1: I actually thought of a little tagline for your newscon thing too is uh and and this isn't actually you know it just popped into my head when you mentioned those five minutes is i'm gonna i'm gonna prove to you in five minutes that jfk was not murdered by lee harvey oswald now i'm going to talk to you for 30 minutes but the five minutes i'm going to focus on is 12 30 1230 to 12 35. like i would <laughs> i would love are, is that going to be recorded or released is there any way to like yeah just watch it on the fourth
4: yeah rock okay, Finn. and that's on rock yeah. fan you said yeah on rock Finn. yeah and it'll probably be like four hours or something <laughs> Yeah, I, I really only care to hear his part of it. <laughs> do you, do his part guys... is going to be about four hours, probably.
1: Yeah, it you... be four, it'll be probably four hours.
0: Does Your anyone go into why? Four? Like, why yes. it all happened? Maybe longer.
3: Uh, yeah, he, uh, actually, I he, to, it was like uh, two and a half
4: hours or three hours or something like that. I'm going to
3: show you one thing. I'm, gonna, I'm opening up a picture I'm going to show you before I get out of here. This is the one thing I'll show you. And I've shown this before, so but I'm going to show you again.
4: Thank what you, guys, you? for having <laughs> us on again. We really
3: appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Can you Can screen share, share it? Yeah, how do I do that? A screen share Hang on, let me Nah disable it. Re- all are
2: all participants. There you go. Is that yeah. there we go. There you go.
3: That's the grassy knoll shooter getting arrested. Wow, that Shut is an the old
1: ass picture. Twelve thirty four. Now, question by based on this picture. Does it look? Does that in any way, shape, or form even resemble Oswald? I assume that it wouldn't no. because it didn't matter.
3: No, nope. not at all. It's not Oswald.
1: <laughs> I see your time listing there for twelve thirty four as well, and as the list goes down, that's uh... yeah.
3: I got, this is like look at this. Look, this goes on and on and on. I got fucking like four hundred slides. Look at this. I'm not shit. even. Have to, I'm still in the process of organizing them. The and this isn't shit I have another one with.
2: <laughs> this isn't I shit.
3: I just shit I got another one with over a thousand slides I have another one with like 350 I got like 200 slides on the Gavelson trip I got fucking thousands of slides I mean I got fucking 3-4 books worth of material you know so
1: Corey I, I'm just going to say this in closing I, I love how psychotically you have dug into this because I think that it needs to be yeah
3: because even the fucking JFK researchers are fucking dumb I hate them I hate them <laughs> all of them and all the good ones are dead except for okay I'll be, I'll be honest with you i have a mentor who's alive not living in the us and he solved all this shit years ago years ago wow. he's content to never fucking tell anybody and he's right he fucking the clues that he gave me years ago in the very beginning all fucking proven true so far and so he he nailed it and he's content to like take it to his grave so
1: well remember us when you actually write those books i want author copies <laughs>
3: Yes, I'm. Uh, as soon as conference is over, I'm. I'm start. I'm been organizing slides. Now I just got to like put the book in order and then write it. So,
1: are you worried about anything trying to come out with these books?
3: No. <laughs> okay. No. I'm not fucking worried about nothing.
2: I believe him. <laughs> Look at his face.
3: <laughs> I'll fight. I don't care.
2: <laughs> well, so that was a great uh, little marketing thing for uh, Forbidden Knowledge News Con. And you Check-
0: recorded it. Good job. Yeah,
2: I just checked to make sure. So uh, yeah. check, out, check out their show on Rockfin, and it's going to be, there's how many presenters do you have? You had like, what, 15? 12, 12 12? Nice.
4: Yes, I can Isn't, actually um, um, read are, real you, quick. Um, we have the entire
3: last year's on there on Rockfin also. So you can Perfect. check out last year's conference too. Um, well, if you ever needed edition, a reason
2: to sign up.
4: We got Barrett, up. Barrett, we got Ross Finn, Corey Hughes, Karen Holton, Preston Dennett, Leo Zagami, Dean Henderson, Jim Willis, Micah Dank, Deborah Tavares, Jared Murphy, and Pierre Sabat
2: quite the lineup sweet well thanks for coming on again guys and we will uh catch you the next time and i think i might actually sign up for rockfin just to see his uh, uh corey hughes's do. psychotic yeah, four hour sure. breakdown
3: yeah, but you get all the premium content from all everybody you know all the guys who are that that show we did the other day like they're all stuff is on rockfin too so hell get yeah you hooked up with that you guys should get your content on there want to try
2: it yeah well thanks awesome. you guys
1: thanks guys for having us on. have guys. a great night thanks, we'll see guys. you guys